Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and today we are talking with Joel Irway. Joel has got more than eight years' experience with sales presentations, and he's the go-to consultant for many of the top-performing digital marketing sales webinars. He's the chief strategist for the webinar agency, and he helps direct winning strategies for his clients, and he works... Um, I guess for the most part, Joel, you're working with uh, with people who get paid for what's between their ears for uh, with consultants and coaches and uh, professionals. And uh, I love what you're doing. Um, and I'm a big believer in webinars as well. We use them a lot. So welcome to the Unstoppable CEO. Steve, man, super happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation and uh, happy to be an open book today and share whatever I can. Awesome. Awesome. So before we dive into uh, to what you're doing now, Give everybody a little bit of context. How'd you get to this point in business? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my story, everyone's got a unique story, right? I love talking about, I love listening to unique stories because you, you just, you never really know. When you look at somebody at face, at face value, when you first meet them, you really never know what the backstory is. So for me, I had no idea I even wanted to become an entrepreneur until maybe, I don't know, about five years ago or so. Uh, I was, I was, Born and raised and educated as an engineer. So I went to Rochester Institute and Institute of Technology for mechanical engineering. I uh, graduated and landed a job at a design firm where I was designing heating and cooling systems for commercial buildings, schools, hospitals, such and such, right? And after about seven or eight months, I was like, this is not for me. You know, you spend five years in college, four or five years, whatever school you go to in college, you do your internships and then you land a job and you realize like, I, there's no way I could do this for the rest of my life. And so I was sitting behind a computer, I was drawing CAD and, and I was just very bored. And so I'm like, okay, well I need to look for something else, but you know, my, my education is in engineering. So I, uh, every once in a while we'd get sales reps come in and they would give presentations and they'd say, Hey, you should design around our equipment, right? Didn't really know what they did. I mean, I didn't, as a design engineer, I didn't really know how they got paid, how they made money. But when I started looking for other opportunities, I saw that one of those sales reps were hiring. And so I'm like, well, I need to figure out something different. I know I don't want to sit behind a computer. I know nothing about sales, but I know a little bit about engineering. So I'm going to call them and just see what happens. Uh, turns out I got the interview. Uh, I got the job offer. And thankfully, I took it. And so... I was there for about five years, learned a lot about sales, learned a lot about, I call it old school marketing because what we were doing was just basically cold calling. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of grit and it was a lot of uh, hard work, learned a lot of lessons. And that's really kind of what sparked my interest in the world of business and entrepreneurship. And so uh, struggled for, you know, first couple of years, they wanted me to start a brand new territory in Buffalo, New York. And, uh, and so I did, so I was, you know, pounding the pavement, growing the territory. And, uh, after a while I realized that our biggest opportunity, our biggest weak point was our sales presentations, because just like back when I was an engineer, when sales reps would come into our office, they would give a presentation. We would have to go do that same thing. But when we were giving those presentations, we were having no call, like nobody was taking us up on, Hey, you should come work on this project with us or let's, let's talk more. It was basically, we'd pay for lunch, give them a presentation. They say, Oh, great presentation. And they'd go off. Right. 
And so uh, that was when I started to figure out like, okay, if I'm going to make some money, because I was 100% commission only salesperson. So if I didn't sell, I didn't make any money. So as I was flying around the country, learning about the different products that we that we were selling, I made a commitment at one point that I need to I need to write my own presentations because the way that it was set up was we would it was like a dog and pony show. So once a month or so, we'd have one of our manufacturers that we represented and we represented like 30 or so different manufacturers. They would fly in and I'd take them around like dog and pony show to every single one of my customers to give a presentation. Hopefully somebody calls us back. And uh, most of the time it didn't happen, but these presentations were awful. And we would, I would just see these engineers just fall asleep as we were giving these presentations. And so I said, okay, as I'm flying around and learning about these different products, I, I, I made a commitment that every time I hit a layover, I would buy a book on how to give an effective sales presentation. So after three or four or five books, I can't remember how many, I started to see a pattern of what all these books were talking about. And then I saw the gap that we had in our own presentations. And so I took over the presentations and I rewrote them. I gave them myself. And that's when kind of everything changed. I mean, we went from $500,000 a year to $2 million a year because we changed the art of the presentation. And uh, that was my first kind of exposure to effective sales presentations. So fast forward a few years, we we're having a lot of great success, but I was burned out at my, at my old job. And then I, I ultimately caught the, caught the itch to become an entrepreneur. So I left my job uh, and uh, and started to go out on my own. And just so this story doesn't get too long, but I failed a couple of times before I discovered that people in the digital world, they also need help with their sales presentations. And what's unique about the digital world is that you can see um, much quicker results than the sales cycle that I had in the construction world which was good for me because that gave me a bigger opportunity for my services. I mean, sometimes it would take us six months to two or three years to even see a whole project through and collect the commissions. It was very, very frustrating. But anyway, in the digital world, you can do direct selling webinars and, you know, and so there's a big opportunity. And so uh, in 2015, I, just, I started consulting on sales presentations on webinars. And my first client that I took over, he was doing a direct selling webinar that was selling a how to build a business on Amazon course for a thousand bucks. He was running it live once a week and I, I helped him revise his presentation in two weeks and I delivered it on his behalf, the first client that I ever tested. And we went from doing one sale a week to doing 14 sales that first week that I took it over. So he went from making a thousand bucks a week to $14,000 a week and the rest is history. I saw that was a huge opportunity and I stayed in my lane. And I went, I went from there. That's awesome. You know, it, it's interesting um, how many people in marketing uh, can't come from an engineering background. I know um, that's where I've come from. One of the guests that uh, I had on, actually, he's up in uh, upstate New York as well, uh, Mitch Russo. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, also has an engineering background. Um, and, uh, and there are quite a few of us, uh, former engineers who are in marketing. It's really interesting to see people make that transition. And every time I tell somebody that that's my background and they go, well, what are you doing now? And mm -hmm. how does that relate? Um, it's really kind of funny, but, um, I, I think the actual, the, the, the two disciplines are very, very complementary because, um, in marketing, it's, it's really all about looking at a, a system, 
you know, selling system in this case and breaking it down into component parts and then optimizing each one, um, mm -hmm. which is essentially what you're doing in, in almost every engineering exercise. So um, I just I find it very interesting to come across so many people. I've thought the exact same thing, Steve. It's it's very, very fascinating. I mean, like I, I keep saying it's kind of one of those things, ideas in the back of my mind, like I want to dive into that more, like figure out like if there is like what is that common thread? Because I've seen the I've seen something very, very similar. Like I meet a lot of former engineers who go into sales and marketing or digital marketing. And I'm like, what is the like, what's the connection here? Like, I don't see a lot of liberal arts majors that are playing in this role, but I see a ton of engineers like why? Yeah, <laughs> but, well, and it's really yeah. I used to always joke. Yeah. You know, people are like, how'd you get into sales? You're an engineer. Most engineers don't don't want to do that. And I said, well, yeah, I was the one that could talk to the humans. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I got volunteered. But yeah. uh, anyway, um, it's a it's a fascinating story, and um, and and it it really resonates with me um, because I built my first firm, which was a, a, a engineering consulting firm, um, on the back of doing presentations. But this was all for the most part pre-internet. I mean, we did. Mm -hmm. We did a few webinars, um, you know, before I, I ended my involvement with the firm. But mostly it was, you know, we had the dog and we had the pony. I'm not sure which one I was, but we'd take them and, and actually be in front of people. And um, and it's such a powerful way to sell. Um, and I'm excited to kind of dive into to more about that. But you mentioned that, you know, it took a couple of, of tries before you really got a business that worked. What was it like going through that? And what were some of the things that, that you really kind of draw, you know, drew on to, to push past those challenges? Great question. I love talking about this because for anyone who's just kind of starting out or just experience, like exploring, if they really want to do this, um, I love telling this story. And so looking back on it now, obviously like hindsight is 2020 and you know, you know, you can tell what you did right. You can tell what you did wrong. So I love telling these stories. And so I remember in this kind of transitions really well into where we are right now in terms of in terms of the company, in terms of the business and what we're focusing on right now. Uh, so I remember going through and when I when I number one, and I don't recommend this for for anybody. Absolutely. Don't do what I did. <laughs> um, so I left my current I left my previous job. It was a six figure, you know, per year gig doing very, very well, but I was completely overworked. Like that was really the tipping point was, um, you know, and as a hundred percent commission only salesperson, you're normally your bosses are saying you need to keep working and working and working. So you, you know, the sky's the limit, right? Unlimited income. That's, that's always the, it's always the selling point for commission only sales. So I was completely burned out. They kept giving me more, like as I started growing and as the sales presentations were affected, they kept giving me more and more territory. So I went from just Buffalo only so now Buffalo, Rochester, and Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse in the southern tier. And oh, by the way, every so often you're going to go to Albany too. And it was just like, ugh. And they still wanted me to do cold calling, door-to-door -door sales, like hmm. knocking on our customers' doors. And, and it's like nobody wanted that. I got rejection every time. And so that's when I kind of got introduced to the world of email marketing. So then I started to – I created – a free MailChimp account, and I put all my customers into, like when I had this massive territory, I put all my customers into this email database, which is like 120 people, wasn't huge, and I just started doing twice a week email newsletters, talking about my products, and uh, whenever the, if the content was great, I would get email responses saying, hey, you should come in and give a presentation, and that was like a huge, huge light bulb moment versus me going to them 
and just saying, here's some content. If you're interested, reach back out. And I mean, that alone was um, was a game changer. Anyway, I digress because it's not all that all that relevant. But um, so so my my journey was I got burned out and I said, you know what? I really like this idea. Like, I, I think I can do this on my own. Like, I really think I can do this on my own. So I just quit. I, I put in my notice and uh, I didn't have any sort of other income coming in. That's what I don't recommend. I mean, it's very, very risky. I had some savings, but I burned through that pretty quickly too. So anyway, I, um, I had, uh, left my job and it took like a week off to just do nothing because I was in a very, very poor health state. I was like when I was working for my previous job, I was sleepwalking. I was not getting a whole lot of sleep and, you know, I mean, I, I didn't look overweight or anything, but I just knew internally, like my mind just needed to reset. So I took a week off and just I did nothing. I didn't focus on business, even though it was always in the back of my mind, but I, I made a commitment not to do anything. I just went on walks like every day just to kind of like my own personal mini vacation. My wife is awesome. Thank God for her because she took a, a while to support me, but she was like, okay, if this is really something you want to do, then let's then let's do it. So I uh, then I started reading books and I'm like, well, I'm an engineer, so I, I started to figure out what am I good at. So I'm like, well, I'm, engi- I'm an engineer. I did pretty well in my own career, so I'm going to teach other people how to how to level up in their career. So my first idea was to um, was to help people pass the fundamentals of engineering exam, the FE exam. So I had a unique way of how I passed the FE exam, a very simple study guide approach. I mean, Steve, you're probably familiar with what the FE exam is. It's basically like a final exam of all your engineering topics plus some like chemistry and some other random topics. And uh, um, and so I had a unique method for how I studied and passed. I wrote a mini study guide on that and I published it on Amazon and it still makes me about a hundred bucks a month to this day, like three or four years later. <laughs> and so um, that was my first venture. Obviously, it's not going to, I'm not going to be able to even live off of that. But I decided to go into that realm and and coach other people on how to how to pass the exam. So I was doing some sort of tutoring services at first, charging about a thousand bucks per per student, and it was doing okay. I mean, but I had, I was spending money on paid ads, and I was doing webinars, and I was attracting people to to my course and and uh, and my programs. And then I really decided I didn't want to help engineers. Like they were some of the most difficult people to sell to because they're super <laughs> analytical. They question everything. It was like pulling teeth and I'm like, why did I choose to do this? So, um, so I did that, canned it, um, sold a few of that. I mean, I, I did okay with that, but, um, then I transitioned to, okay, well, I'm just going to teach a course on how to level up and ace your job interview and, and how to position yourself as an engineer, a high valued engineer. So I created a course on that and started running some webinars and paid traffic and again, sold some of that, but, uh, it wasn't, anything to even build a business off of. And I was, I was actually losing money. So after about six or seven months, and I also tried to start a software, a couple software companies and that failed, um, you know, but lots of trial and error. Um, and I basically ultimately ran out of cash. I hired a mentor, paid him 10 grand to help me with my marketing. And, uh, I was about three months into that when I, that's when I hit rock bottom and completely ran out of cash. And I'm like, well, I'm not going back to corporate America. Like, I, even though I'm struggling with this, I really enjoy it. And like, I see the light, I see the opportunity. I see other friends that are making money. So I know it's possible. And it's just a matter of time until I figure it out. As long as I don't give up, I think I'm going to figure it out. And I think because of my commission only sales experience as an engineer, I think this is really what 
helped me kind of push through. So when I ran out of cash, I'm like, well, I need to figure out, I need to find an opportunity. I need to go find another way to make money as a freelancer so I can support this and support the family, et cetera, et cetera. So I put my hustle and grit to the work and I, I reached out to people that I knew in my network. I'm like, hey, you know, um, and I was pretty honest with them too. Like my close friends who I was asking for work, like I actually asked my, my mentor, I called him up and like, Hey man, I love what you're doing. And I, and, and this is no means a reflection on, on your training or your mentorship, but I just ran out of cash. Like I ran out of cash for paid ads and whatnot, but, um, you know, can I sell your coaching program? You know, do you need a phone salesperson? Can I sell your coaching program? Like I'll vouch for it. I love it. And, uh, and so he, he called me back. He's like, Hey man, like, you know, our leads are all set. Like we don't need any phone salespeople, but I want you to reach out to this guy named Jason who is looking for a phone salesperson. Jason ended up being the guy, my first webinar client. So he originally thought he wanted a phone salesperson to follow up with all the people who didn't buy. And so when we connected, he's like, yeah, you know, um, follow up with all the non-buyers, which was pretty much everybody (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and get them to, to purchase. And so he's like, watch this webinar and, uh, and you know, so you know what you're selling and then give these people a call. I'm like, okay, cool. I watched the webinar and I realized like there's a huge opportunity with the webinar. I'm like, Hey man, before I call these people, cause like I really, I didn't have any phone sales experience. I was just, I was a hustler. I was a grinder. Mm-hmm. I wasn't charging anything. It was going to be commission only. And, uh, but that's what finally opened the door and opened the opportunity for the webinar agency. And so, um, yeah, I'm not sure if hopefully that answered your question. I'm not sure if I went off on a tangent. I, sometimes that happens, so I apologize. No, but. it's all right. So you know, it's uh, it's always really interesting to hear the path people take because I've I've yet to find it be a, a straight line. Everybody's got their little zigzag that they go through, um, but uh, really interesting that you came back to a skill that that really was developed much earlier on and uh and really one that you it sounds like you didn't really uh maybe recognize you discounted a little bit you didn't go to that first um so it's it's always interesting to see the path people take and and i think that's educational um and uh, and i also think it's really interesting that that you you didn't want to sell to engineers we have found um you know god god love them but uh, they are some of the the most analytical and skeptical people you'll ever try and sell anything. Um, yep, yeah, hundred so percent. It's it's an uphill battle. Um, anyway, um, so I I think uh, I think what I'd love to to dive into, and and we're gonna just take a quick break, but I really want to get into what you're doing with presentations, and and uh, I know you're working with a lot of of uh, professionals and and consultants and folks like that, um, and helping them kind of craft a a presentation that works to, to actually get appointments and get clients. Um, and I know that everybody will be really interested in that. So when we come back, I want to dive into that a little bit um, and uncover some of the secret sauce that you've got. We'll be right back with more from Joel. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. Welcome back, everybody. This is Steve Gordon, and I'm here with Joel Irway, and we are talking about sales presentations and 
uh, and webinars. And uh, Joel has got um, just a tremendous track record at helping businesses create a presentation that actually turns into clients. What an amazing thing. So uh, Joel, welcome back. And um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing in the webinar agency and how you're helping people. Yeah. So um, what we're doing now is, um, so I think I got a little off track with your previous question when I went on a bit of a tangent. So I think this is kind of, this is where we'll, you know, this is a great kind of picking up point. Um, and so and so, is where I wanted to go previously and I got sidetracked was uh, talking about kind of like where I struggled and where my focal points um, needed to be. And, and this is how it relates to webinars and sales presentations and where we are now. So when I first got started out and I was even doing webinars, I was all obsessed with things that didn't matter, meaning I was overly obsessed with Facebook ads and, and the thousands of metrics that you can get tripped up over with with Facebook ads. And then I was um, I jumped into this world of marketing automation and it, that really intrigued me and it, I had to really shut that down for, for me because it was like playing a video game for me and I really enjoyed it. But again, it was too many choke points and, and I was finding too many spots where I didn't really know what to optimize. And so the reason why we really focused on sales presentations is because the, it's the simplest, it's the fastest way to the sale. It's the fastest way to conversion. It's, you know, you promote it, they sign up for the webinar, watch the presentation, and then they either buy or they don't. And so um, over the past year, year and a half, like, in, two and a half years that we've been doing the sales presentations officially as the webinar agency, you know, that's always been the way that we view presentations. Like how can we simplify it? How can we simplify it? So we put a huge emphasis on direct selling webinars for a long time and we're doing, we did very, very well with that. We've done over 10 that have done seven figures and we've consulted on or built over a hundred. So we're very, very, you know, good at that. But, um, there was, there came a point where, we were struggling with our own internal lead gen and we were running our own webinars, automated webinars, and we were doing other campaigns. It was really, I was getting really, really frustrated with how difficult it was to generate, drum up and generate leads and sales for our business. And um, at the end of 2016, I had been trying everything under the sun and our auto webinar was doing fine. But internally for me, I was man, we're offering a done for you service. And so I was doing, you know, an ad to auto webinar and, uh, and then pushing them to an application with crazy campaign follow-up sequence. And it was costing me like anywhere between two to $400 cost per application. And it was, it was really expensive. I mean, it was, you know, we had a coaching program that was like $8,000 and, you know, we have some no shows and the whole nine yards, but our cost per acquisition was like, two or three thousand dollars when then after I pay my sales guy and all the ads and I mean like we weren't making a whole lot of money we were still profitable and it was working well but I'm like there's got to be a better way to do this and so at the end of 2017 or 2016 I was thinking to myself and I was kind of stressing out over this and, and it was one of these aha moments and I was literally laying in bed and I had been testing all sorts of different campaigns and, and um, promotion techniques and I was laying in bed. It was like 11 o'clock at night and I'll never forget it because I literally jumped out of bed. Like I was laying down. This is where all my good ideas come from. <laughs> I was laying down and I literally fired out of bed and my wife is used to this by now. So she didn't even wake up, but I jumped out of bed and I ran downstairs to grab the laptop because I had an idea. And it was kind of one of those things that Tim Ferriss said, like if you do the exact opposite of what you're, everyone's trying to do right now, like what's going to happen? 
So I decided to do just that. And so I wrote an ad that was very direct. I was making, making an offer, trying to attract my ideal clients. Um, and you know, I said, if you're interested in this, if you're interested in having us do a done for you webinar, like sign up here, like before you apply, let me give you some proof. I'm going to give you a case study. Like we've got tons of case studies, but I've got a great one. If you're interested, let me prove to you what we can do. So here's a case study and then apply. And so that ad I wrote, um, it was 11:45 PM. I'll, I'll never forget because I actually timestamped it in the ad. I love writing copy. I love, you know, I love writing advertising copy. And so it's 11.45 and I hit publish on the ad. And the next morning I woke up to just a bunch of applications from paid traffic, which was, which is great. I also love paid traffic. Like I'm a huge believer in like in growing your business. Like paid traffic is, is the way. Um, but anyway, that I flipped the sales cycle on its head. So rather than pushing people to a free automated webinar, I did, you know, this thing now that we're calling a mini webinar because we're still incorporating a video, but it's like, eight to 10 minutes. It's very, very short. It's very, very direct. And uh, we're not attracting any freebie seekers. And we're just saying, listen, if you want this, let me give it to you. Like, and let me give you some proof. Let me give you all my case studies and all the people that I've worked with. But it's like, don't push them. Like the people who want done for you services and high ticket services and coaches and consultants who have group coaching programs, like the people who are going to pay five, 10, $15,000 they value their time more than their money. Your marketing campaign has to reflect that. And that was the biggest aha moment as I was testing this campaign over the past 10 or 11 months because I was refining it and coming up with new versions. And we've got a really great system now that has been producing quality applications for 30 to 50 bucks, like people who are ready wow. to pay, um, you know, multiple five figures for a program or service. And uh, so that's what got me really excited. And that's what we're working on right now with the webinar agency is teaching this mini webinar method that is reverse what the are, what the typical lead generation system methods are. And so, um, yeah, that's, what's getting me excited right now. That's brilliant. Um, you know, we have, and, and have had, um, a, a very probably similar experience. We have an automated webinar that works great and gets applications, um, and, uh, and has really driven our growth over the last couple of years. But, uh, that's, that's a, you know, fantastic little flip on the strategy is just to go direct. One of the things that I see people making mistakes with all the time, and you alluded to it with, you know, all the different things that you were trying, all the little, you know, toys you were playing with, is that, you know, I see a lot of people look at everything that's out there on marketing and they go, okay, well, this is a linear process. So I've got to start with a lead magnet and an, maybe an ad or a blog post or a guest post or something that drives to the lead magnet. Then I'm going to put them on a, a you know a drip sequence and they're going to go through that for you know x number of days and then I'm going to offer them a next step and then and then and then. When really the best way to build it, if you want to actually make money, is the reverse. So start mm -hmm. with the sale. What's the yep. like if you're doing sales manually now? What's the number one way you can create some leverage with that? Well, instead of being in front of one person, be in front of at least two. Yeah. And, you know, we go through this with our clients often, you know, who they're all selling, you know, high ticket services. And if all you did was make the shift from trying to sell one to one, go into, you know, every networking event in town and you just, you know, put, to, put together a room, five people that are likely to buy from you you'll probably get two or three right then and there. 
without having to chase them all over town. And then, mm-hmm. you know, building the whole, you know, maybe you want that whole automated marketing, you know, funnel in there, but build it backwards and, and you get to make money as you go sort yep. of self funds. Um, and, uh, and that was a big epiphany for me as well. Uh, yeah, I really truly believe that until you get to say $50,000 a month or close to a million dollars a year, you really don't need to focus on any focus on any optimizing techniques, meaning like you don't need to focus on like the, the funnels that we're building right now for clients. There's no email sequence. Like there's, there's not even an email sequence. Like when I say we wanted to go as simple as possible, we're going as simple as humanly possible. And people focus on the details that don't make them money. And it took me a long time to figure this out. And this is nothing that like I'm sharing with your audience. Like this is nothing that it's, it's simple when we figured, when we figured it out, but it took a lot a lot of trial and error and money to to figure it out because in the world of digital marketing, one of the ways that people make money is they sell you a complex system because that's that is a perceived higher value. Like if you come right out and say, "Hey, I want to show you how to uh, like a one step process for how to uh, attract unlimited high end clients," like it's not as sexy as <laughs> Let me show you this hyper responsive dynamic um, campaign method that's going to hit every single prospect in the world. And it's like somebody who wants that, that's probably an eight figure business where they've got gobs of traffic coming in and mm-hmm. all sorts of different leads that are coming in. Then, yes, like absolutely. I'm not saying that that's not necessary, but until you're hitting at least a million dollars a year in revenue, like go attack one client until you can't find any more. Yeah. And like most likely that's not going to happen. Like, I mean, like there's always going to be people and until you, you know, that's when you start building up those crazy oh, campaign yeah. sequences. Well, you know, and, and I think the $1 million mark is a great threshold. And the last time I looked, and it's been a year or two, the last time I looked at the, the uh, Census Bureau stats on this, only about 4% of the businesses in, in the United States were above a million in annual revenue, mm-hmm. which means 96% just about everybody that's listening to this, whether they want to admit it or not, is below that level, right? Yep. And, uh, and and so you don't necessarily need a thousand clients next month to be successful, but if you got four or five or 10, it'd probably change your world. And yep. the tactics- Most people just want one extra client. Like, I mean, yeah. they're really, really struggling. They're like, oh, I've got this expensive campaign system that's, that's set up or, right. um, and it's just not working. Like, they're happy if they get one in the next week it's it's really like for lack of a better word like the bar set pretty low with like to try and help shift these minds of, of people who are really struggling but yeah. it's hard to sell that well it's hard to sell that but that's you know for everybody listening that's the good news if that's what it takes to really improve your world you don't need a lot of complicated stuff you need you know one one simple ad that drives to an application right in your case mm-hmm. Um, obviously that, that wasn't so simple to come up with. It took a lot of time and, and, uh, and experience to go through, but, um, but it doesn't have to be this big complicated thing. And that's one of the things that we, uh, we try to communicate continually with our audiences that so much of what's out there overcomplicates what has to happen for you to grow. Um, and you know, to the extent that you can put, push away the noise a little bit and, focus on 
just the one or two things you need to do right now to get to the next level, then you can worry about where you go from there. But I've always found that, you know, if I try and think too many moves ahead, by the time I get two moves down the line, when I've already predicted 10 ahead, like everything changed at that point because I got mm -hmm. new information. So, um, you know, so we, I think we make our lives too complicated a lot. Yeah. The one piece of advice that I've, that I've gone that I've held strong for 2017. 2017 was my, my the model for 2017 was I'll I'll, I'll keep this PG rated because I'm not sure if you're allowed <laughs> cursing, but um it was make the dang offer right it, it, like that was my that was my my motto and and there's people out there many of which I I I hold very very high respect for and like they they really throw a um they throw stones at you know the direct response marketers you know the the um they call them you know, fiends or they're, they're vicious, but it's like, I'm making the offer because I want to know if people want it or not. Like, that's what I really want. A lot of the clients that come to me, they're like, yeah, you know, I've got this, I've got this program. They've landed a couple of clients here and there, but, um, I've got this program or I've got this, the service that I offer and, you know, I just can't find a way to get consistent clients. And so when we dive into their business, we realize like, okay, they might've landed, like personal development one is the one that I really, really struggle with the most because the people who run personal development courses, they're great people, great hearts. I love them to death. But sometimes it's really difficult to sell woo-woo. And like, oh, yeah, I want to <laughs> help you find your passion. I'm like, who, who on earth is going to like pay, pay money for that? And so like right. what we have to do is we help, have to help them. Like, okay, yeah, great. You landed three clients over the past four months. They're probably – close friends or you had long conversations with them and eventually they're just like, all right, fine, I'll join, I'll join it. But like you have to find something that people actually, actually want. And so like the number one thing that we do with, with our clients is we're helping them make an offer and, and craft their offer that is going to be more wider market appeal that people are going to sign up for. And then we just get it out there. We get the message out there and see what the response is. Like I can't guarantee that the first offer we're going to create for them is going to crush it. I mean, you know, everyone's market is different, but when we start making offers and we start getting response, like absolutely, we are going to find the winning offer. And, um, a lot of times it doesn't take long. The first, I mean, we worked with a client yesterday or last week and, um, within one day we generated an extra $27,000 in collected revenue within. So we, we created his offer, um, and he launched it one day later and within four days, he collected $27,500 in new revenue, which was wow. the most he's ever done in one month. So he, yeah, it was, it can happen that fast. And That's it, amazing. It's just make the darn offer. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, don't, don't push it down the line so far. Don't be afraid to, to sell. And, and there's good reason for that. Um, if you go and, and look at, um, you know, go back to the 60s to uh, Breakthrough Advertising with Eugene Schwartz, and he lays out the the five different levels um, of, you know, buyer sophistication, essentially. And, you know, you, you do have a percentage of people who are ready right now. They already know everything they need to know to buy, and they have the need right now. And if you take that person and try and stick them into a 52-step follow-up sequence, which culminates in the offer, you've lost them. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have a system that that accommodates that person and the one that needs the 52 steps. And, uh, you know, and, and it doesn't to do that doesn't require any kind of automation at all. You just need to, like you say, make the dang offer and uh, and then just have a way to follow up 
you know, once a week or, or once a month or whatever for a long time. Yeah, when you look, I still have to read the book. Like I, I feel ashamed to admit publicly that I have yet to read Breakthrough Advertising <laughs> oh, as a marketer. Oh, that's it. We're going to take your marketer's card. That's it. You're yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I know. I got to reach out to Brian Kurtz and and, and buy a, a copy. But um, you know, it's funny because when you look at the pyramid of um, of the different market segments, like the you know, when you go to the top of the pyramid, it's the smallest segment, which are the people who are ready to buy right now. Mm-hmm. It depends on who you listen to. They're like, oh, you want to you want to make sure that you've got a marketing system that encompasses the biggest piece of the market. When in reality, like that small segment, whether it's two or five percent, whoever you listen to that, you know, that, you know, predicts what that percentage is like when you look at the numbers, especially for service providers or coaches or consultants, like going after that piece of the pie, which is going to produce your highest revenue generator in terms of like your per ticket sale like there's enough people in there to go after and just make the make the darn offer people are scared that that's the smallest percentage but like there's tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands or millions of people in a particular market so that segment could be even if it's just a couple thousand people if they're ready to buy now and you get your market out you get your message out there and your offer out there like you can be, you could be very, very, very profitable just targeting them, and, and like at, at some point, I really do believe you can build a million dollar. Like you can, if you're selling, let's say a five thousand dollar plus ticket offer, there's enough market segment in there for most people to hit a million bucks a year, if not, at least, let's say bare minimum five hundred thousand dollars a year, just going straight and promoting to them, and uh, and then that's when you worry about building out your sequences and building out other ways to get the people who are down below to open up your market a little bit more who are not ready to buy yet and and going down the awareness the awareness cycle but um that's my internal belief and it's been working you know it's it's been working very very well yeah well and I, I, it, it aligns with uh with the way we work as well start at the sale and work your way backwards and yep. and uh you'll be just fine well, Joel, um, this has been a, a fantastic conversation, and I want to make sure that folks can find you um, out on the web. So what, what's the best place for them to go and find you? Cool. We've got two places that they can go and check out our free content. So we've got our own podcast called Sold with Webinars, where, truth be told, we talk about how to sell with webinars, right? <laughs> go, go figure. So we've got, at this point, I think 30 podcasts live, and uh, that's some of our best content out there. We go deep. I do an interview style podcast, very much you know, similar to what you're doing, Steve. And I love, I love the, these podcasts. So I've, I've had a blast. First of all, so you can go check out the podcast at soldwithwebinars.com/live, and you can go subscribe there, or go check out the webinaragency.com, and uh, you can just poke around and figure out what we've got to offer. And you know, we've got live events that we're doing, and and programs and consulting packages and the whole nine yards. So if you're interested, then you know, by all means, you can go check out what we've got to offer there. Well, and you were sharing with me before we started that uh, you've got a dozen people coming to Buffalo in the middle of winter, so uh, or Niagara Falls in the middle of winter. Um, yep. So you clearly know something about persuasion because uh, that's got to be a hard sell. It, uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Um, and what was funny was I, you know, obviously I, I, I kept the same the same theory that we talked about today, which was just make the offer. And, you know, you still have to build desire and, and build and build interest. And, but honestly, when I opened up the offer, um, we had one person jump on it right away. And I'm like, okay, like I was hoping to get three because it was the first time that we've ever done a small event. And uh, I'm really excited about this because I'm trying to bridge the gap between 
digital and live to fill my own personal ful- fulfillment needs. I love face-to-face interaction. And, and while digital is great and I'll still work with people digitally and we'll, we'll, we still have our coaching programs that are all done digitally, like I want to have that human interaction and you know meet with them, shake their hand, help them in person. And that was the whole goal that I wanted to do for the live event. And so, yeah, right now we've got 11, uh, 11 customers that are coming to Niagara Falls in December. It's going to be a lot of fun, but we're diving deep into this mini webinar method, which is the very direct approach to landing high-end high end offers and high-end clients. That's awesome. I'll tell you, we do uh, quarterly webinars and uh, in our elite mastermind, our clients come in and, or excuse me, not webinars, workshops, live workshops um, down here in Florida. And, um, and it's really neat to watch because the things that might take in a virtual environment might take four weeks, five weeks, six weeks for somebody to implement because they're working on it part-time. We can put them in a room for a day and they'll walk out done. And I think you're going to find that uh, it's a really good format for, for moving uh, your best clients forward. So congratulations on on getting that launched. It's a, it's a blast to do. It's always fun to get together with people. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it. It's, uh, I, I'm pumped about it and I'm, I can't wait to kind of share the results and, and, and work with those people one-on-one. Awesome. We'll give everybody the, the URL again to, to find you. And, uh, and, and I want to make sure they can track you down if they want to learn more. Yeah. So sold with webinars.com slash live and the webinar agency.com. So you can check out those links and that'll point you in the right direction. Awesome, Joel. Thanks for investing some time with me today. It's been great having you on. Thanks, Steve. I had a blast. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.